0: The stressors in law enforcement sometimes seem infinite. There's overtime due to short staffing, recruitment and retention, the seemingly endless calls for service, and of course the morning calls to appear in court after having just completed 12 hours of a night shift. But being the leader of an agency is also difficult, probably more difficult than ever. Hiring to reflect the diversity of one's community ensuring there is proper training and equipment for officers, budgeting and planning for future growth while working in present tense to hang on to what you already have. Again, the list of duties and stressors for a police chief seem endless as well. Well, the North Carolina Justice Academy has formed a unique partnership with the North Carolina Association of Chiefs of Police to provide training for agency heads to assist in the sometimes daunting task of leading their departments. The Police Chiefs Institute was created to provide training for today's chiefs, as well as those aspiring to become one. My guest today has become quite a frequent flyer on NCJA 1014. Amber Burgess Cox is an instructor developer on the West Campus in Edneyville. And not that she needs it, but she has brought along some supporting staff today that will be introduced in just a moment. Amber, welcome back. As always, great to have you on our podcast.
1: Um turn around driving down Quentin. I'm turning around and see if I can find him again. This is that
2: Glomer, subject 1074,
3: quite drive out of New York.
2: NCJA 104K. Thanks, Kirk. I appreciate you having us. As Kirk said, I'm an instructor developer on the Edneyville campus. It's a beautiful 94-degree day here in Apple Country. I have two of my friends that have really stepped up into helping me out. Got Chief David Hess from the Roxborough Police Department, where he's been the chief for seven years, and Chief Mitch McKinney, who is at the Apex Police Department as deputy chief. Chief Hess is an integral role in the Police Chiefs Institute. He was the president at the North Carolina Association of Chiefs of Police and reached out to Director Allen about making this a fruition, and Chief McKinney was our graduation speaker at our inaugural class in March.
0: Well, as I mentioned in my introduction, this was a collaboration between two entities that have law enforcement at the front of what they do. And I know having been a trainer for a really, really long time that there's no need to break out the abacus to try and see how many years that's been. But I know that every training topic begins with either a bona fide need or sometimes just an idea. And that idea can be informal or of a more formal sort. So let's talk specifically about the Police Chiefs Institute. Amber, how in fact did it come to fruition?
2: Well, prior to my arrival at the Justice Academy, the Justice Academy had been working with the Chiefs Association and offering some training for new chiefs at their yearly conference. And the Chiefs Association, Chief Hess, felt like it would be worthwhile for us to expand that training and bring in the subject matter experts that we have at the Justice Academy, along with some other people they had found to be useful. So Chief Hess reached out to me. We started working on it. We brought in several of the instructors from both campuses, and and they brought in their guest speakers, and it led to a great week of training for everybody that attended.
0: Chief Hess, looking at it from the administrator side, and obviously you've been leading an agency for seven years. What was it or was there anything in particular that caused you as president of the North Carolina Association of Police Chiefs and some of your peers that you were with, was there something that happened that said, you know, this is something that we need? Or was it, in fact, maybe just a couple of chiefs standing around one day saying, hey, here's something we could do. Let's talk about it.
1: We'd like to thank the Justice Academy for their longtime partnership and inviting us to participate in today's podcast. The vision for the Police Chiefs Institute started out of a strategic plan under past President Brandon Zudeman, who's now the assistant Town manager for town of Morrisville. We felt that a comprehensive leadership training program was needed in North Carolina, and we began that as a pilot course at annual training conference. And over the years, the vision to see that become a 40 hour leadership development program was accomplished thanks to our partnership with our friends at the Justice Academy.
0: If I can get you to kind of peel back that onion just a little bit more. When you first started these discussions with the Justice Academy, more specifically, what was the focus of the classes? What were the kinds of things that you all thought were, you know, if you're going to pack those into 40 hours, what are the most important things that you all identified that you wanted to see as part of the Police Chiefs Institute?
1: Great question. Leadership was obviously one of the primary focus. We wanted to enhance knowledge of police administration. We wanted to build a diverse group of networking for our current and future chiefs. We wanted to expand upon the support role that training and standards provides. We also wanted to equip current and future chiefs on how building a positive agency culture uh, to look at recruitment and retention, fiscal management, policy development, the liabilities that law enforcement faces and how to navigate those liabilities and organizational culture with a strong ethical and moral fabric and to uh, enhance our profession as a whole.
0: Chief McKinney, you mentioned earlier in our discussions that you were kind of on the ground when this idea was brought to the table and that you were all for it, obviously in a deputy chief's role, having the opportunity to be part of the building process and now having been a member of the class of the first Police Chiefs Institute in North Carolina. Talk a little bit about your experience and and how you kind of helped build this thing, but I think we'd really like to know more about what it was like for you as a participant in the class.
3: First, thank you for having me. I think everyone that was in the class was either an existing police chief at various levels of years of service or front-loading their career progression and training to become a police chief. You know, we want to truly know what it's like to be a police chief. Everything Chief Hess talked about was critical for us. It really was an opportunity to network and sit there with individuals that have worked in this role and gain some value add from their experience and their mentorship. And I don't want to paint the picture of that being a police chief is the most challenging, uh, difficult job on the planet that no one should have you know, try to attain that position by no means. What I would suggest is this class will very much prepare you to understand some of the aspects of being a police chief that you you didn't anticipate, help mitigate some of the challenges, lean on that experience. And we're talking about in some aspects, very basic principles like the importance of policy development. What makes a, you know, we all have to follow policy and procedure, but How do you write a good policy? How do you address a poorly written policy or a policy that's not applicable to the moment in time that you find yourself in? And it's just, it's kind of keys to survival for taking on that role and how you can do that successfully. It broadened my view regarding, you know, sometimes we think within our silos, even when we are trying to break out of those, you know, what resources are available to me as a municipal chief? And what don't I know that this class could open me up to? Like Director Eddie Buffalo with DPS talked about all of the resources and assets that we would have access to. And there was a lot of that during the whole class. And I think Chief Hess talked about the importance of if you first take the role of what is in your evidence room. I remember us talking about that. And, you know, we all think about that, but we're able to I really hear real world examples of what works and what doesn't. And that was that was a great takeaway from this class.
0: I'll go back to what you said earlier. I've always heard you learn best from those who are in practice. So there you sit as a deputy chief attending a class for police chief institutes, which pretty much says, Hey, someday I'd like to do that job. So I think from my standpoint, and you can either accept or deny my assumption on this, but you had the opportunity to attend the class and, as you say, network with some sitting police chiefs. How valuable was that for you at the time, as well as looking to the future when your time comes to begin to apply for police chief
3: jobs? Oh, it was incredibly invaluable. And not only from that optic, but also being able to support my current chief, anticipate his interest, and help, you know, meet our mission, vision, and values as an organization. And also in leadership succession planning, developing, I've got three new captains that just started. They're all going to attend this class. And it really, I want them thinking not at my level as a deputy chief, but thinking as a chief, how do we That just makes our organization more efficient, helps us reach out to the community. And you hear me talk a lot about meeting people where they are and using not only the tried and true techniques and training that the chiefs and subject matter experts providing that training for this class presented to and and exposed us to, but also new ways of doing things, which I think is very, very important for us. Because I think Mark Twain said, you know, history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. So it was extremely beneficial. It took me back to my days of of being a, a a new trainee officer, getting in the getting in the vehicle with my field trainer, and just listening to what what had worked for them. And and it really is analogous to that that point in my career. It was a an amazing class.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. So GPS, I want to come back to you. I want to ask. A question from the past, and then I'm going to go to a question from the future. Back to when you all were sitting down at the table with the Justice Academy and developing these courses, and Chief McKinney mentioned the term silo, which I've heard so often in law enforcement and in other careers as well. We all tend to crawl inside of those. When you all were talking about development, did you think this was going to be a more Broad course that would attract, as Chief McKinney said, folks who are captains now or maybe lieutenants now? Or did you think this is just something we want police chiefs to do? What was the vision there?
1: Well, the vision has always been to mentor tomorrow's future leaders today. And from the onset of this program, we wanted to see those that were in deputy chief or assistant chief roles all the way down to the rank of sergeant be able to complete this course. And as the course began to develop, we saw how beneficial it could be for chief deputies of a sheriff's office or state law enforcement agency heads or assistant directors. It's really unique in that the, the course touches on such a broad spectrum of police administrative topics and leadership that no matter how small your agency is or how large it is, There is a tremendous benefit to the training curriculum to enhance the professionalism of our noble law enforcement careers.
0: Now, I want to go to that kind of futuristic question that I mentioned. Uh, In talking with Amber, she shared with me that probably one of the more popular topics of the Police Chiefs Institute was kind of a roundtable discussion with chiefs and their town administrators. And a lot of folks don't think about the importance of that relationship. If you would share with us again, kind of how that came into fruition, how that became part of the Institute and talk a little bit about this first Institute and and what your takeaways were from, from that first round table with chiefs and their town administrators.
1: Well, I'm reminded of the famous quote from Winston Churchill who said, to each there comes in their lifetime a special moment when they are figuratively tapped on the shoulder and offered a chance to do a very special thing, unique to them and fitting of their own talents. What a travesty it is when that moment finds them unprepared or unqualified for which could have been their finest hour. And so to equip law enforcement leaders for what could be their finest hour, we thought it very beneficial to put together this chief and managers forum as previously mentioned, the relationship between the chief and the city or town manager or town administrator is critically important to the success of the community. And so getting that subject matter expert experience, a hearing from those people and the relationship that is encompassed through the good times and the critical times, really provides a unique perspective to participants, as Deputy Chief McKinney was saying, to understand the decisions that are made at a broader perspective so that we're all on the same page. And when we're able to develop our personnel in such a manner, the efficiency of what we do builds a culture of team success. It decreases stress in the organization And it helps our community work through the small successes and the large successes so that we really build upon uh, this vision that there's unity in community. And I think that's the the vision of 21st century policing. Everything we do impacts our community, making sure that we have that perspective from our town manager who works for the elected officials uh, and the police chief who also works for the elected officials. It strikes a unique balance, and I think to be able to provide that perspective to participants is unique and hopefully equips them for what could be their finest hour in the future.
0: Interesting. I note, too, that as you all were putting this thing together, and we certainly don't want to give the impression to those folks who are listening, that we're just going to throw you in a room full of police chiefs and let them lecture to you about the good, the bad, and the ugly of being an agency head in today's law enforcement world. From what I understand, you all work really hard to bring in a lot of folks from outside. So obviously I mentioned the other chiefs and the town administrators, but talk about some of the other outside speakers that were brought in to this first police chiefs institute. chief.
1: We are blessed to be able to partner with Dolan Consulting They are very experienced, dynamic, law enforcement, subject matter experts. Chief Harry Dolan, retired from the Raleigh Police Department, if you've ever had the privilege of sitting in one of his classes, he motivates you, he prompts you to think, and is just fantastic in his presentation. He closes this program out with uh, courageous leadership for today's public safety professionals. I think that's just a, a great way to end the class. We're also fortunate to have his son, Matt Dolan, who's an attorney, to come in and talk about recruitment and hiring for law enforcement and some of the complexities that we're facing in our profession today and equip participants with ways to be successful with that recruiting. We also have James Fisher Davis with Equilibrium Up, who talks about building an agency culture and building bridges of trust. The angle from which he brings it is so unique and so impactful that participants are really engaged. He really gets you thinking outside of your wheelhouse to make an impact in your community when you return. There are discussions ongoing about future speakers that we can bring to the table to enhance this program. Students like Deputy Chief McKinney, who provided critical feedback to enhance future sessions expertise of our friends at the Justice Academy. We just continue to build upon the legacy of this program in hopes that we can make an impact for today's leaders tomorrow.
0: Chief McKinney, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but obviously as a participant in this first Police Chiefs Institute, in your opinion, what was your greatest takeaway? So, Chief Hess mentioned some of the very dynamic speakers. And again, if you've Ever had an opportunity to hear Chief Dolan, You've heard from the best of the best. That cat is amazing. So tell us, just from a from a student's perspective, as you sat through this week long course, what was your greatest takeaway? What is the one thing that will always stand out to you about taking this forty hour course?
3: Oh, that is an excellent question, and it's it's kind of hard to narrow it down to one one thing. But I guess if I'm forced to, I would say from beginning to end, how to reach the position of chief, navigate that world, both internally, externally, politically, in order to retire healthy, you know, and and that work-life balance that Chief Dolan talked about, that is not necessarily something I'm great at, or a lot of police chiefs are great at, but he emphasized that. So it was just that beginning to end circle where we start in this career, some of us reach the the very top and what that responsibility is like, but it's not, it's not something to dread if you're well-prepared. And I think this class goes a long, long way with getting us there. And I'll, I'll add one quick thing about it. We take a basic uh, chief's class through the North Carolina Chiefs Association, which is great. The benefit of this class is it gave us a little extra time and we could really get a little more granular into those topics that are you know very very high level 30,000 foot view topics that we need that guidance hunt especially especially captains and, and deputy chiefs that are getting ready or attempting to move into that role.
0: From the Justice Academy standpoint obviously you've had one class completed. Tell us about the takeaways from your standpoint what were the successes and as long as we're there if there were any failures or maybe some do-overs
2: i think the only negative i could see is we didn't have enough time if we could have i mean if we could do 2 weeks that would be the one negative because you can't i mean you can't chain people to desks for 16 hours a day and then make them learn that's not conducive but i think it was it was a great Kickoff, like I feel like we set the bar very high, not just the Chiefs Association or the students or the Justice Academy, but the synergy. Because I wouldn't have been able to do it without Kevin Tension, Carlton Joyner, Casson Reynolds, Haley Cooper, Tom Bashor that taught. I coordinated, and it was the best part. I think the highlight for me was seeing the synergy. And the networking, because you had people like Mitch that are from very large agencies, from APEX. You had David that was the chief of the ABC police in Mecklenburg County. But then you had guys from small agencies that it was themselves as a deputy chief and the chief and another officer. You know, four and five man agencies or officers could sit down and it didn't matter what size agency you were from you were facing the same problems how do i relate better to my community how do i get good quality applicants in the door and it doesn't matter how big you are or how little you are we're all facing the same struggles and i think that that really helped the chiefs in the room the deputy chiefs and the everybody in the room to realize hey we're all in this together and that was one thing that Secretary Buffalo said, pick up the phone and call me. He's like, you know, if you need something, call me. He said, but call each other. If you're in Apex and you need something from Roxborough, you know you can pick up the phone and call Roxborough. And that was one thing that Secretary Buffalo was very good at reminding us all is that it's different badges, different patches, but it's all the same team. And just because you don't have a resource doesn't mean that an agency in the next county over doesn't have that resource. So that, I think, was the highlight, was watching everybody come together and exchange information and ideas. And the bad part was we just ran out of time. We could have kept going.
0: Well, I think that's a great kind of evaluation. And it brings us to a vivid reminder. That there is no shame in asking. And I think, as I said at the outset, the greatest resource that we have is each other. So, for Deputy Chief Mitchell McKinney to be able to pick up the phone and call Chief David Hess over in Roxborough and say, you know, just want to run something past you, just want your input on this, and have his seven years as an agency head experience be able to respond to that, because more than likely, You know, everybody hasn't been there and done that, but most people have. And I would like to say that by the time you become a police chief and you've got five to seven, eight years under your belt, you probably have maybe seen and done just about everything. And being able to share that experience with someone who hasn't is absolutely invaluable. So, Amber, that brings us to the point in the program as we're kind of winding things down to do our commercial break for the next Police Chiefs Institute at the Justice Academy. Tell us when it's going to be, if it has in fact been scheduled, and how folks can get registered
2: for it. It has been scheduled. It's September the 19th through the 23rd, 2022, on the Edneyville campus. And you can look it up in ACADIS. There is an attendance fee, and Chief Hess can tell you how to do that. We're looking forward to it. We're getting everything lined up. It's going to be good.
0: Chief S from the Chiefs of Police Association, I'm sure you all have your own inner network. So if you want to give a little brief commercial about how folks who are members of your association can get connected to it, please feel free.
1: Yes, so I'm reminded of President Ronald Reagan, who said amazing things can happen when you don't care who gets the credit. And the network that we build in this profession helps us in our darkest hours be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and be successful. And so we wanna thank the Justice Academy and all of our partners for the Police Chiefs Institute. The Chiefs Association is honored and privileged to host this, but there are some uh, administrative costs to making this a success. So the course has a $250 registration fee payable to the North Carolina Association of Chiefs of Police. And you can find the payment information in ACADIS when you register for the course. Guys, our
0: time has run out. I just want to take this opportunity to thank you all so much. David Hess, who is currently the police chief in Roxboro, North Carolina, and past president of the North Carolina Association of Chiefs of Police. Deputy Chief Mitch McKinney from APEX, Who was one of the first participants in that class and of course the lovely and talented amber burgess cox instructor course developer extraordinaire on the west campus of the north carolina justice academy in beautiful downtown etneyville folks we make no bones about it law enforcement is at its toughest time in the society in which we live However, it has become evident that the North Carolina Justice Academy is willing to partner with other organizations such as the North Carolina Chiefs of Police to create training like the Police Chiefs Institute to not necessarily make the job flawless, but certainly make it a lot easier to navigate. If you're interested, once again, you can access information from the Justice Academy website or from the website of the North Carolina Association of Chiefs of Police. And if you have any interest, we certainly hope that you will do so. Obviously, you can feel free to pick up the phone and call Amber Burgess Cox, or I'm sure that uh, Deputy Chief McKinney and Apex would be happy to take your call to be able to speak about the Institute from someone who has been there and done that. Until our next episode of NCJA 1014, this is Kirk Puckett asking you to please stay safe.
3: NCJA 1014.